0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه who is وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين who is the كثيرا كثيرا By Allah fضل, we have reached the one who is the the seventeenth night the Ramadan. Allah the one the one who is the Allah Ta'ala make it a Mubarak month, Allah Ta'ala make it Mubarak for us and a source of happiness for us in this world and in the hereafter as well and not make it a source of sadness uh, because of what we wasted from the fadl of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Uh, I'm recording today from from the suburbs just west of Cleveland, Ohio where I've come, the good brothers have agreed to host me. Uh, in order to raise money in various local masajid for uh, the orphans through Islamic Relief, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, accept from them. Uh, before we continue, whoever listens, there's a request for dua. One for from for a local young man, teenager, uh, who has cancer, and the uh, the doctors have given him some days to live. Allah taala is the one who sets the ajal of a person's life and death, and uh, however many days he has or doesn't have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, make whatever is left mubarak and give him ease from his suffering uh, in his life and give him shifa from uh, his sickness and uh, give him and all of us the tawfiq of, of passing uh, through this life with la ilaha illallah, whoever Allah gives a husnul khatima, good, a good end, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them a treasure ...worth more than gold and silver... ...and more more than wealth and, and dollars. The second dua request is for the uh, baby daughter of... Uh, ...a good friend of mine... ...who has uh, some... digestive ...digestional issue... Uh, ...and it's become very acute. And uh, uh, she is... Uh, ...she's in and out of the hospital... ...and in very poor health right now. Please make dua Allah Ta'ala give her... ...a complete cure from her illness... And uh, uh, bring her back to health and show her parents who are are, are very good uh, and dear friends of mine. Uh, the happiness of seeing her uh, in good health again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give for them and for everyone who's suffering from the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from all of mankind and from all of Allah ta'ala's creation. That Allah ta'ala who revealed in his book, Kataba nafsihi rahmah that he 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 wrote uh, for himself or prescribed for himself as a commandment uh, mercy that he give us from his mercy jalla wa ala rabbi ar ar-rahman i'm i'm the one who loves my lord uh, because he is the he is the 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 all merciful and the most merciful so we continue inshallah with uh, a couple of Hikayat, uh, or spiritual teaching stories from the, the, the translation of the Masnavi Sharif, uh, 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 and the commentary, uh, uh, the translation of that commentary from the Ma'arifi Masnavi uh, uh, of Mulana Hakim Akhtar Sab, uh Rahimahullah Ta'ala, from the Masnavi of Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi. Allah Ta'ala have mercy on all of them. With the Hikayat of the vain imagination of a fly. This is a donkey urinated in a certain place. So, right from the get-go, there's a, a an aesthetic uh, uh, imagery that's, that's being evoked. And uh, you can tell what the nature of that imagery is when the first sentence is, a donkey urinated in a certain place. The urine was so much that as it flowed away, blades of grass started flowing with the urine. A fly sat on one of the dry blades of grass as it flowed away on top of the urine. He felt as if he was sailing uh, along on the ocean and imagined the flowing blade of grass to be his boat. In comparison with other flies, he felt himself to be superior. Never before did he feel such superiority. He felt inclined to announce his superiority in high rank and said, A fly on a blade of grass, sailing along in a donkey's urine like a ship, shakes his head and announces, 'I I have studied the sea and sailed by boat. And in this study, I have spent quite a time. So he imagines himself to be a great ship captain and a, an experienced sailor uh, and somebody who knows something that the other flies don't. Mulana Rumi, may Allah mercy be upon him, explains, just as this fly is involved with a greatly foolish notion, uh, similarly, uh, in the case of misguided uh, people who consider themselves the intelligentsia of our age, who term their imaginations and wrong thoughts to be research. They consider it insulting and humiliating for them to derive benefit from divine revelation. They consider it perfect to invite humanity to false ideologies. Molana Rumi gives the following advice to such stupid ones. He who with his wrong interpretation turns away from divine revelation is like that fly on a blade of grass sailing in the donkey's urine. And so this is a a, a a a beautiful imagery that that's being evoked. It's not beautiful, actually. It's quite disgusting. But the, uh, uh, the 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 beauty is in the imagery evoked being used in order to teach a concept. And that concept is a Quranic concept, in fact. And this the you know the the the, the praise of the Masnavi is uh, summarized in a in a, in in a, a line. Masnavi Molavi Manavi has Quran Darzabane Pahlavi the Masnavi of Molana Rumi so filled with meaning as if it is the Quran uh, being interpreted uh, interpreted in the pure and ancient Persian tongue uh, and so this uh, this this uh, imagery that Molana uh, uh, painted uh, for conveying this concept is actually a Quranic image uh, which is khabith that, uh, that Allah Ta'ala says that, that, that filth and uh, uh, purity, they're not to be equated Even if the amount of filth completely overwhelms you and boggles your mind uh, And so there are many things that we consider to be, you know, that we consider to be like really like a big deal And they're not, with Allah, they're not a big deal uh um that a person may be wealthy and they may be beautiful and they may be uh, uh uh powerful and they may be loved and popular and that person means less to Allah Ta'ala than a dung beetle on 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 a piece of dung which is actually a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and so just like that this fly and the fly is itself detestable enough uh it has no worth of its own and then for it to be literally washed in a, a, an, a you know, what seems to it at least a, an ocean of donkey urine, it's even more disgusting. But the Ajabul Ajaib, right? What's more disgusting than the fly is the urine. And what's more disgusting than the urine is that there's so much of it and that the fly is drowning in it. But what's more disgusting than all of that? The fact that the fly thinks that it's something special when it's really not, when it's really just a disgusting fly in an ocean of urine. If it had embraced its, uh, if it had embraced its humility, then you know at least things would have been at, at everything would have been at its place. We could have said in the physical world uh, or in the material world, the fly is you know at least knows what its position is. Um, and in the spiritual world, we would have said, "Man ta'waḍa' The one who's humble for the sake of Allah, Allah Taala raises them. But uh, uh, here, there's no humility. In fact, quite the opposite. The more ugly thing than the fly, and then the uh, disgusting amount of urine is what is that the fly thinks it's a, it, that it's something special. This fly that's floating in this uh, in this uh, you know seeming ocean of urine, donkey urine on a blade of grass. These types of people, they're left and right. You will see them left and right. In fact, most of them are the most celebrated people in our society. And even, even the society of Kufr, we should give credit where it's due. Those types of people until not too long ago were not celebrated. But now with this whole idea of worshipping uh, actors and actresses and models and um, politicians who and people who basically you know, they they just have some sort of stupid human trick that they can do. But because it's uh uh you know it can make everybody, you know, like in a 30-second clip into a star, um, because of that, literally society has started to worship these people. Um and 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 they are the most disgusting of people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Molana gives the 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 imagery of uh, these you know Qathratul Khabith type of people. He says that he who with his wrong interpretations turns away from divine revelation is like that fly on a blade of grass sailing along in the donkey's urine. This person looks upon his imagination and ideas as his saving grace and means of success, and even tries to make divine revelation subject to his own opinions. At every step he is wont to say, I think this or that, my opinion is this. He goes so far as to pass judgment from his opinions on those things in deen on which there is general consensus and agreement and those things which are proven through continuous authentic transmission. He even wants to impose his views over the judgments of the Sahaba and their beliefs. Such a person is in the same boat as the fly in this story. Such a person is like the fly flowing along on a blade of grass in the urine of a donkey, imagining that he is an expert sailor. Uh, and so you know, there's a there's a recent case. I don't want to name names, not necessarily because uh, any of these things are not public right now, but just because uh, it's Ramadan and this is a a, a majlis of spirituality. So why uh, why taint it by naming the names? Uh, at least these this fly and you know river of urine. These are imaginary things. Why uh, bring real chabis into it? But there was a, a an individual who. Uh, who blasphemed uh, the the sacred name of Allah subhanahu wa taala uh, 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 by by saying things that uh, this, by saying things about Allah subhanahu wa taala which are essentially kufr, and then saying another set of things that are disrespectful, and uh, he had the gall and the audacity to say well. Uh, you know, you have to interpret what I was saying figuratively. If you can't interpret things figuratively, then uh, you know, the same uh, the same thing uh, uh Hafez and Rumi are guilty of. And I said this person stuff for He literally, he's like the fly in this hekaya. Um, uh, he's like the fly floating along in the urine that he made tasawi. He made equivalency, false equivalency between Molana Rumi and Hafez Shirazi. Um, look Look what the teachings of Mulana Rumi are And uh, tell me that someone blasphemes the name of the Lord And then says, uh, 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 take it figuratively That person has no idea uh, uh, what who is Rumi and who is Hafiz But because everybody else doesn't either uh, People can get away with stuff like that And uh, all we can do is complain to Allah uh, But there are many people like this And beware of them don't look at them, you know, that fly on a blade of grass in the, uh, in the river of urine, donkey urine, and say, oh, wow, I wish I was a fly too, and then I wish I had my blade of grass, and I could follow along in the donkey urine as well. It's disgusting. Just don't go there. Thereafter, Mulana Rumi, rahimahullah ta'ala, shows the way how such a person can reform himself. And that's another beautiful, beautiful thing about the Mesnaviya is that it's not just there to mock people but to show them what the way forward is. If a fly does not enter wrong interpretation into his own opinion and repents from his wrong interpretation, fate will make that fly blessed. In other words, the fly will become uh, so full of blessing that he will be saved from having to sit on feces and from being mixed with impurity. He will then enter the rank of the pure ones. Uh, and and you know this whole uh, idea of a fly, uh, 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 this is uh, uh, you know This is uh, an imagery that's actually evoked in the, in the Quran as well, uh, at the end of Surah, uh, 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 Surah al-Hajj, I believe, and uh, uh, you know the the fly is such a small and simple thing. But, uh, you know, even in its own ahwal and, and, and conditions that pass over it, uh, uh, you know, human beings are completely helpless in, 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 in being able to intervene uh, with it uh, without uh, Allah, Ta'ala, uh, Allah Ta'ala's uh, intervention. Uh, and so, uh, you know, were that fly that was in this najasa uh, to leave his own pretense about him being a great ship captain in the ocean and whatever, he could then, once he leaves his wrong understanding, he could then uh, you know, make it to a place of purity and therefore be blessed. The author of these lines uh, say that Mulana, Mulana's reference in this couplet is to the uh, Quran, Quranic verses and conjecture uh, avails nothing against the truth. Conjecture uh, avails nothing against the truth. و, 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 uh, uh, لا يغني من الحق شيئا uh, it's a, a expression from thee from the from سورة Uh and also it invokes the uh, the idea that is conveyed by thee the the verse uh, of the, or the the part of the Quran and follow the path of him who returns in repentance to me what سبيل من أناب إليه and follow the path right this is one of the reasons sabil and tariq are 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 two uh, synonyms in this case that follow the sabil the path the tariq of the one who is constantly turning to me in remembrance or repentance i should say and so we uh, then go to the next uh, the next hikaya the story about the treatment for a tanner uh, so the tanners if anyone's been through a uh, uh, the traditional markets like in Fass in Morocco or, or places where people still tan hides in the old way that they used to. Uh, tan hi- Tanning hides uh, involves soaking them in different, uh, in different uh, oftentimes very caustic materials for long periods of time. Um, and so you have pits that you first, you know, soak the, the hide in a certain pit and then you soak the hide in the next pit and then you soak the hide in the next pit and then afterward it, it becomes soft and uh, you know tanned and usable for for clothing otherwise it becomes kind of hard rawhide um and so you know like the pits have all kinds of disgusting things in them so like one of them has pigeon droppings uh one of them has urine uh, uh you know they have different this is basically it smells horrible uh when you go for a tour and fast through the traditional tanners uh tanneries uh um you you know they usually will hand you a piece of mint to stick in your nose to basically keep you from gagging from the disgusting smell. So one day, a skin tanner was passing by perfume shops in the marketplace. He had been the whole time involved with tanning animal skins and had become used to the bad smell of animal skin. He now happened to pass the shops uh, selling uh, good perfumes and good scents. As he got the fragrant smell of the scents, he could not bear it, and having been used to living in a bad-smelling environment, Uh, and bad smells, uh, they had become second nature to him. When he smelt the fragrant scents from the perfume shops, he fell down unconscious in the road. A large crowd of people gathered around him. One was reciting uh, some uh, wadifa of zikr and blowing over him in an effort to revive him. Another was sprinkling rose water in him. Another was massaging the palms of his hands and his feet. Uh, In spite of all of these efforts, he did not recover and seemed to be sinking deeper and deeper into unconsciousness. His brother heard what had happened and came running along. He smelt the fragrant scents and immediately understood that the scents themselves were the cause of his unconsciousness. He announced, Let no no rose water be sprinkled over him, and let no fragrant smelling scents be brought near him. The brother went away uh, from the scene for a short while, he brought some feces of a dog hidden in the sleeve of his shirt. Moving through the crowd, he came to his brother and held the dog's dung up to his nose. The bad smell of the dung immediately revived him, and the people were surprised and wondering what strong perfume the brother had brought with him, which uh, was not even found in these uh, perfume uh, shops. Mulana Rumi says in his verse, Taala," His brother came along with dog's feces hidden in his sleeve and forcing his way through the crowd came to his brother. He brought his hand near to his brother as if to tell him a secret and then brought the uh, uh, dog's dung uh, to his nose and he was revived. MashaAllah, you have to like, <laughs> you have to hand it to Mulana rumi uh, A couple of things, con- you know, converge in him. One is uh, the understanding of the book of Allah Ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam. And the second is the understanding of the spiritual path. And the third is the ability to evoke such images that really drive the point home in such a way that unintelligent people like myself even, uh, you know, that, that we, we, we we can get it. It's not, It doesn't take like, you know, a super genius uh, 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 to, to kind of get what the point is. So the point is, is what? That an evil person who is accustomed to evil things That person, uh, evil will seem to them good Uh, A sick person uh, to them, evil will seem good A disgusting person to them, uh, uh, disgusting things will uh, uh, seem to be good Uh, 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 Like the text of the Tahawiyah says that everyone will be uh, Find a path facilitated for them uh, For that thing for which they were created uh, and so the lesson, Mulana Hakim Akhtar rahimahullah ta'ala, he, he, he uh, explains, those who become perplexed and agitated at the sweet smell of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi Wasallam's obedience and those who are not inclined toward a life of following the sunnah should be considered as having the same sickness as the tanner of the above story. In their dirty way of life and their dirty environment of sinful living, they spe- spend an entire lifetime so that their heart and brains become familiar with those things and are inclined toward them. The treatment of getting them to change their life is to slowly, slowly, and step by step get get them out of the environment of sin and to uh, make them wander around in the gardens full of fragrance. They should be brought to gatherings of uh, of the awliya of Allah, and into their company. After frequenting these places for a couple of days, they will say, in what dirty environment were we? Then thinking about the life of the past, they'll cry and sigh, and will be very grateful for the company of the righteous ones. Now, gradually, their noses will become used to the fragrant scent, i.e. the love and service of Allah Ta'ala, and they will be able to say, it is as if day and night I am living in paradise, all these flowers are embroidered on the garden of my heart. Uh, so the idea is what? Is that you know, there are some people, you know, the thing that's beautiful, it will cause them more more pain and more stress. Why? Because they're already oriented into uh, into a disgusting way of living. And I think, you know, the deen, there were always people who were going to hate on it. Uh, and that was from the time of the Prophet wasallam. Now we kind of have a 2.0 type challenge where the fitrah, Which is not even the deen, just the human nature itself is something that people have become disoriented with that human nature itself is going to cause people to become upset and sick and pass out and et cetera, et cetera. The idea that you know children should be respectful to their parents, the young should be respectful to elders. Elders should have mercy on the young. the 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 rich should take care of the poor. Um, the idea that a man and a woman, you know, get married versus a man and a man. The idea that like you know, a husband and a wife have a certain type of relationship with one another. Um, these ideas are 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 increasingly increasingly odious to people, and people will find something wrong with. Uh, you know somebody who is living a a life of fitra and not even talking about the deen just a life of fitrah of human nature um to the point where you know the, you know they become like this this tanner who uh you know fragrance and good smell uh it not only doesn't smell good to him but you know could actually end up end up killing them uh, um, and so, yeah, you have to pull people out of those things slowly, slowly, step by step, because a person cannot change their nature overnight. And uh, unfortunately, there are some people who, uh, you know, either through their own will or through their inability uh, to do so, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to be able to pull themselves out of the state that they're in. And we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, to protect us, that we also shouldn't spend so much time in the tanning pits with our own sins, um, that, that what is good one day start to look evil to us. And uh, those things that are good and that we have trouble with inside, keep the company of the awliya of Allah Ta'ala and see how that changes. That the good things will start to look good to you and the evil will start to look evil. If you have that uh, issue inside, that there's some part of deen that doesn't appeal to you, um, then know that this is not because there's anything wrong with the dean, but that there's something uh, uh, wrong with us as individuals because we've lived an unnatural life and amongst people who value uh, unnatural living and uh, who have these these hangups and these issues. And uh, you know, if you try to change the dean or quote unquote fix the dean, you know they say if it don't it ain't broke don't fix it. Then you're just going to get yourself in a deeper problem. The Deen of Allah Taala has no imperfection in it. This is the first aqidah that a person has to have with regards to that. Once you've understood that, then you'll be able to fix the problem. If you haven't understood that, the nafs is not going to ever want to accept that it has a problem with itself. But the fact of the matter is, every single one of us knows that everyone's nafs is is horribly, uh, you know, mishappen. Uh, Somebody who who doesn't like me uh, uh, once, you know, wrote me a very long and upset and angry email saying that you're a messed up person, and you this, and you that, and you should go see a therapist, and whatever. And all I could say, I read the email, all I could say is that this person knows me very well. And, uh, uh, you know, Allah have mercy on me, and, uh, you know, that I should look for help. Anyone who hears tazkirah with regard to their own nafs, somebody mentions their nafs, and uh, says that, that it has flaws in it. The nafs contains a number of wonders that are incountable and it contains a number of flaws that are incountable. And that's why uh, uh, the blessed person in our tradition is the one who Allah gives the tawfiq to see their own flaws. Uh, whereas the cursed person is the one who Allah Ta'ala makes them uh, blind to their own flaws and makes them see the flaws of others. The blessed one is the one who Allah Ta'ala makes them blind to the flaws of others and makes them beholden to their own flaws because that's the only person who's ever going to be able to uh, get better. But this is a very potent uh, image that Mawlana, uh, uh you know, evoked. And so if you see people like that, you know, don't, don't you know if you live amongst you know you know you meet ten thousand people in your life that are uh you know spending their their life in the tannery and all ten thousand of them when they when they smell the finest scent the finest musk and rose and uh they they you know they start to convulse about as if it's some sort of poison, then know that it's still not poison it's 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 something beautiful um the The issue is with those people who uh spent their life in 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 the tanning pits. Uh, spent their life in sin. Allah Taala describes them in His book: "Kalla barana ala qulubihim ma kanu yakzibun. Kalla innahum al-Rabbihim yumeirilamahjubun." Allah Taala be our protection. He says, "No, verily, it was the rain." The, 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 the rust that encrusted their hearts because of the, the, the evil deeds that they earned for themselves. Um, and indeed, because of that on the day of judgment, they will they will be a hijab between them and Allah Allah is not going to answer their, their prayers on that day. Allah protect us from being such a people that that rust uh, completely envelops our heart to the point where uh, you know evil looks good to us and it feels good to us and indeed that's the spiritual death of the heart. If your heart is sick, uh, uh, treat it. And if it's dead, we ask Allah Ta'ala to give all of us hidayah. That this is the greatest miracle that Allah Ta'ala can also bring iman from a dead heart. Allah Ta'ala give all of, uh, all of us and our loved ones uh, uh, hidayah and, and let us live and die by guidance and, and by faith. Uh, the next hikayah I wanted to share is the story of the bewitched prince. A certain king only had one son. The boy was quite handsome. And had a good character. It was the king's desire and intention to have the son married to a beautiful princess. In this regard, he started talking to a religiously minded and righteous family. At this stage, the prince's mother started having second thoughts. She said to her husband, You are looking at righteousness and fear of God, but you do not see that these people are inferior to you as far as honor, respect, and wealth are concerned. The king replied, be gone, O foolish one, he who chooses the sorrow and concern of Deen, Allah will remove all other worldly cares from him. This is a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Humuma Hamman Wahida. That whoever makes all of their worries and concerns and sorrows into the one sorrow, the one worry, the one concern, which is the worry and concern of the Akhirah. Uh, Allah Ta'ala will uh, uh, take care of all of their other sorrows and worries and concerns for them. And it's very interesting. There's a Persian word uh, here uh, that I wanted to talk about, which is dard. And dard means what? Dard means pain. We use it in Urdu as well. Uh, and one of the things that that, that, that I saw from the Mashayikh, and that I lament that it's almost uh, absent in this uh, in this land, which is that the mashayikh, they had the dard of, of deen inside of their heart. That thing for which Rasulullah sallallahu felt pain, they feel pain for it as well. When they see the ummah is far from the salat, it makes them feel pain. When they see the youth are far from deen, it makes them feel pain. When they see people killing each other and talking garbage about each other and mocking each other and, and, and fighting with each other and and uh, uh, you know, battling it out over stupid things, when they see people wasting their lives uh, on those things which are only going to be the, the, the ticket price and the admission price of going to Jahannam, it, it makes it, it. hurts them inside. And uh, uh, this dard is, you know, whoever carries it uh, is from the people of Allah and the more they carry it, the more their heart is like the heart of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and it's part of it's part of it's part of deen and it's part of wilaya it's part of allah's sainthood that someone should carry this uh, with them And there are many people who don't, you know, for them it's just, you know, whatever, you know, the ummah is the ummah, I pray my prayers five times a day, I do this, is it far? Yes, okay, I'll do it. But, you know, to them, the rest of the ummah could burn down and it really, they wouldn't bat bat an eyelash as long as they have, you know, their house house payment is on time and their car payment is on time and they still have a job and they're they're doing okay. They don't carry the dard of the ummah uh, with them inside the heart. So the king replied, Be gone, O foolish one. He who chooses the sorrow and concern of deen, the dard and the ham and the gham of deen, Allah will remove all other worldly cares from him. So Moana Hakim Akhtar Sab then explains uh, uh, this verse. He says, The cares of the hereafter are like the staff of Nabi Musa alayhi salam, which swallows all the snakes of the sorcerers. Similarly, similarly, the sorrows and concern for the hereafter swallows all of the sorrows of this world. In this respect, let us look at the couplets of the humble author in these lines. He quotes his own couplet, which is then translated to English. You will be freed from the care of both worlds if you have concern in you for the hereafter. Meaning your concern for the hereafter will take care of the cares of the hereafter, and it will also, as a bonus, take care of the cares of this world. At last, the king managed to persuade his wife toward his view, and the marriage of the prince took place to the beautiful princess. After the marriage, they waited a long time, but there was no sign of the princess bringing forth any offspring. This caused the king great worry. He was thinking, what is wrong? This princess is pretty and young. Why will she not become pregnant? The king gathered his advisors and consulted secretly with the ulama and with the awliya. At last, it was discovered that the prince was under a spell from an old woman who had bewitched him. The effect of the witchcraft was that he was feeling general dislike and aversion toward his wife and used to go to the ugly old woman. For quite a time, as a result of this witchcraft being practiced on him, he was in love with this ugly old woman. When he heard this, the king was very sad and displeased. He immediately started giving a lot of charity and would fall in prostration crying bitterly before the Lord. Before he could stop crying, a man uh, from the unseen appeared before him and said come with me to the graveyard the king followed him to the graveyard there they went to a very old grave and dug it up then uh, uh, he uh, uh, showed the king a hair with a hundred knots on it articles of witchcraft which uh, on which sorcery had been practiced and it had been buried there the man blew upon every knot and opened it as he did this the young prince became healed of his ailment As soon as the last knot was opened, the prince was saved from the love he felt for this old woman. His eyes gained proper sight and he no longer detested his wife. He stopped looking at the old woman with eyes filled with love. In fact, he felt great dislike and aversion for her. When he now looked at his young and beautiful wife, he was so struck by her beauty that he fell down unconscious. Slowly he regained his senses and gradually uh, he was able to bear her beauty. Mulana Rumi now tells us his lesson from this story. He says, O oh people, you are like that prince, and the world is like this ugly old woman who has bewitched the lovers of this world. As a result of this spell, they fall in love with the outside appearance of this temporary life while turning their backs toward Allah and His Messenger wasallam) and toward the life of this hereafter. In actual fact, the reality of this world is as much as uh, Hazrat Khaja uh, uh, Majzub al Rahimullah Taala said, Actually, it is a picture of devastation, although uh, appearing like something that's built up. That is its own re- only reality, a mere dream and deceit, that man's eyes are closed uh, and man a mere fiction. This is, uh, this is a very beautiful and a prophetic uh, 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 metaphor that Mulana put together that uh, Sayyidina Isa alayhi uh, salam, uh, uh, it's narrated that he uh, saw the dunya in an anthropomorphic form, uh, in the form of an old woman, uh, in, in the form of, in fact, an old prostitute. Uh, and he asked her, what did you, but she's no looks, nothing, she's completely haggard and uh, horrible looking. Uh, horrible and terrible to look at and he asked her what did you do with uh, uh everyone who loved you he, and she said everyone who loved me i slit his throat uh, that the dunya is this thing is tired and there's there's it's not going to give you anything uh, whereas the ahira darul akhirati that the the, the 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 abode of the akhirah is the one where true life is where f- for, where eternal youth is where Uh, eternal happiness is, where eternity itself is, uh, if people only knew. Uh, And so this is a really beautiful uh, uh, metaphor with the king and the prince and the young wife, beautiful and pious, and the old wife, uh, uh, or sorry, the old woman who, uh, you know, cast a spell on, on, on this young man. Mulana Hakim Akhtar then, he mentions about Harun Rashid, the, the khalifa, he had a son who had discarded his father's kingdom and chose a life of poverty. And, and shortly before his death, uh, 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 he spoke uh, uh, these words to a friend of his. That it's said that Harun Rashid had a son who, despite having all the wealth and opulence of the, the, the palace, uh, um, he chose a life of zuhud and he passed away in his youth. He said to his friend, The world says, O my friend, do not become deceived by my pleasure, for life is ending and pleasures will end. And when you carry a corpse to the grave, then remember after him you too will be carried. We learn from this story that the treatment for a person whose eyes have become bewitched by the world is to have a sincere and deep love for the awliya of Allah, and to remember death at all times, and to stay in the company of the righteous as much as possible and discard one's own opinions, and listen attentively to their instructions, and act accordingly, Uh, and to perform uh, two raka'as in salah, and beg forgiveness, and beseech Allah Ta'ala for His guidance. Allah Ta'ala give all of us uh, tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala protect us from being bewitched uh, by this dunya. Uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala make uh, our eyes only for uh, the beauty and the love of Him and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Akhirah that He prepared for all of those who He loves. Wa sallallahu taala ala Rasulhi sida Muhammad wa ala Alihi wasahbihi ajma'in.